there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN. The Sports Betting Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Stormy Tony, and Mike Pritchard in for Michael Lombardi today, one of his days off. But we love having Pritch on here like we do every single week. And this is such a great week in sports, Pritch, because mm-hmm. we have the NBA and NHL conference finals that are going on. Today mm-hmm. is Victor Wembignana Day as well. Um, we're getting all the numbers for NFL stuff. So much going on, and unfortunately, though, we have to start the news on a bit of a downer. Yeah. But it's something that we all saw coming, I think. Yeah. You know what, Stormy? I mean, coaches, they can accept this. You know, you're going to get hired. Um, it's a bottom-line business. It's a results-oriented business, and unfortunately, it's going to cost uh, one prominent uh, coach in the NBA his job because of expectations and, I think, lack of culture, too. I mean, you are in a perfect position if you are the 76ers. You're up 3-2. Uh, you're at home. Uh, and then you let that one slip away, and then you don't even know show. You know show uh, in Game Seven, which is supposed to be the most competitive situation out there. So, uh, yeah, Doc Rivers uh, has been fired from the Philadelphia 76ers, and a lot of people probably saw that coming. Yeah, he did take the 76ers to the conference semifinals each of the last three years, but not enough, especially when you have a guy like Joel Embiid, who has finished top two mm-hmm. in the MVP voting each of those years, actually wins the MVP this season. And uh, you know, Michael Lombardi was on the program before that final game, just saying that he felt whoever lost that game, whether it be Joe Mazzullo or Doc Rivers, that they could very easily be in a situation where they could potentially lose their job. And that's what happens to Doc Rivers here. It doesn't help that he has lost 10 game sevens (laughs) in his career as well, more than double any other coach in NBA history, Pritch. So um, it stinks. It happened obviously very quickly Mm -hmm. after they lose that final game. Um, But... With this being like a situation where you have a lot of really good available head coaches right, right now, they probably had to move quickly. You know what? It's like the year of NBA coaches getting fired. I yeah. mean, Monty Williams gets fired for going to the playoffs. Doc Rivers uh, not meeting expectations, right? Um, uh, and so it does beg the question, where do the 76ers go? 
I mean, there's there's so many options out there. Uh, Boonholzer gets fired up there in Milwaukee mm -hmm. too. I forgot about him. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating to see where the NBA wants to go or where the 76ers want to go uh, with a reigning MVP type of player. I don't know what they're going to do with Harden. Um, it's like the Sixers have been. Remember the process. Remember that thing. Remember it well. Uh, and then okay, we're going to pivot, and, and then okay, no longer the process, no longer seven. We're going to have all seven footers on the floor. We're not going to do that. So it's like. Uh, the 76ers can't make up their mind, whoever they bring in. Um, uh, and, and some has suggested or have suggested, uh, I've heard this earlier, um, uh, the college ranks. Uh, there's a CBS analyst. Jay, is it Jay Wright? Uh, Villanova? Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's right there. Um, Monty Williams, obviously, you know, I, I don't know what direction they're going to go in, but uh, it's all about Embiid and, and uh, maximizing that roster and maximizing the culture or developing a culture uh, that's accustomed to winning. It's like, Doc, I mean, it wasn't too long ago. I think it was a week ago we were talking that, um, uh, excuse me, the Celtics were getting outcoached, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and then here you go. We joked that Joe Missoula <laughs> is the best thing that ever happened to Doc Rivers right. because of that. Right, and then, okay, turn the tables, and, and now Doc's out. Yep, um, and Adrian Wojnarowski, who, of course, did drop the news initially, has reported since that in their search for a new head coach, the name's on their list are Mike Budenholzer, Sam Castle, Mike D'Antoni, Nick Nurse, Frank Vogel, and Monty Williams. Mm -hmm. um, but those are all of the names that are available right now. And like I said, it seemed like, yeah, just have to move quickly. Nick Nurse and and um, Monty Williams, you would assume, right. would be the top two sure. on that list. With the 76ers out of the playoffs, it is the eight-seed Miami Heat and the two-seed Boston Celtics that will be going head-to-head. -head. That series begins on Wednesday on TNT. The Celtics, a big minus 525 favorite there, the Heat four to one. Um, Tyler Hero still not expected to be available this series, but mm -hmm. we'll see. But we do have the Western Conference That's Finals right. that are getting underway tonight, and, and money keeps coming in on the top seed Nuggets in the spot who host the Lakers for Game One in a battle of the bigs. I love it. We're getting we're gonna get a different kind of basketball in this series. I'm yes, we are. About it. Yeah, me too. You know what, Stormy? I think um, there's so many ways that the Lakers can go in terms of trying to match up with uh, the Joker. Uh, what do you do? I mean, AD. AD is not a, a typical five, right, to match up with a big center or, or a point center, if you will. Uh, and also you want AD to score. And AD, uh, he's the youngest old guy on the court. He always <laughs> is, right? I mean, he gets hit in the face. He just looks like he's lazy at times. Uh, but then when he turns it on, he's unstoppable. He really is. And so I, I wonder if LeBron uh, will D up um, the Joker a little bit. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray, you got to worry about him. But um, I, this is an interesting matchup because – you would think that the Lakers are old, but they just beat Memphis, uh, and certainly they beat uh, Golden State. Uh, and, I, you know, going on the road uh, in game one situations have been outstanding. Yeah. For the Lakers, too, averaging over 120 points offensively. Uh, and, and, you know, game one situations, whether it's Memphis or, or Golden State, here on the road. So uh, here you go. I mean, I'm not going to discount the Lakers because they are elder statesmen, in particular LeBron James. I think they got to step up. The trade deadline obviously has been beneficial from a defensive standpoint uh, for the Lakers. But if the Joker gets off, which he will, you can't stop him. Uh, who else is going to join uh, Nikola Jokic, right? I mean, is it Jamal? Can he can he be consistent? I don't think uh, Michael Porter Jr. is that guy. Uh, Gordon, uh, he's going to have to D up LeBron, I think. So uh, it's an interesting matchup. But if the Lakers get off to a hot start, they take the pressure off themselves immediately. 
I think role players are going to be very important on both sides of this series. Like, what are you going to get from Austin Reeves or mm-hmm. Rudy Hachimura right. in this situation? But to your point about Jamal Murray, he is technically listed as questionable for anybody out there with a non-COVID illness. This is the same listing he had ahead of game six against the Suns as well, but he did play in that game and ended up putting up 26. His prop tonight, 24 and a half, just for uh, awareness for that number. What you said about the Lakers getting off to hot starts, though, they're six and a half point dog tonight. Mm-hmm. They obviously win game ones as road dogs in each of the two previous series. But then you look at how good Denver simultaneously has right. been at home this postseason. They're six and zero straight up, five and one against the number, covering all three in ball arena against the Suns. And then even further back, when you go to them playing the West in the regular season, twenty one and one this year against Western Conference teams with Jokic playing in right. those games. So. Ball Arena has treated them very, very well in the conference. Yes, it has. Uh, and it's the altitude, it's the environment, it's the energy in the building. But, uh, you know, LeBron James has been to, what, nine finals, NBA finals. Uh, he's got four championships. Um, so I don't know if this environment is going to affect him. You know, uh, it's, it's everybody else. You know, AD in particular to me. Austin Reeves, I mean, that guy has been playing lights out. Uh, Russell uh, is, is, a, is a guy who's not afraid of confidence. <laughs> you know, I like to say it that way. Schroeder, I mean, he's going to get under somebody's skin uh, as well. But it's all about LeBron. You know, is he going to be uh, somebody who's need to get his points? Uh, certainly he's going to have to play defense. I, I think he's going to have to contend with the Joker and let AD kind of reserve himself mm-hmm. uh, throughout this series. So uh, I know the Lakers or MO is trying to get out to a fast start, number one. But what you just mentioned about the Nuggets – at home with a little bit of pressure because the Nuggets have not been in this situation as a number one seed uh, in a Western Conference Finals. So we'll see how they handle that as well. Do you have a gut feeling at all on this game or maybe the length type of series we're going to get? I think we'll go. Th- well, I think we'll get seven. I um, think so too. Yeah, it's, it's to me, LeBron James, you can't discount him, right? You can't bet against him. Um, and, and, and I think, uh, you know, once the Nuggets get on the, on the road, we've seen some defensive problems on the road for the Nuggets, too. So when they get out to L.A., I, I think that'll uh, 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 pop up. Uh, but the six points is intriguing. Catching six points because of the fast start for the Lakers. I mean, mm-hmm. it, they're averaging, like I said, over 120 points a game in, in game one situation. So uh, that, that's going to be interesting to see how the Nuggets deal with that on if it's a tight game down the stretch in the fourth quarter as well. If you do think it's going to go seven, that series total games over five and a half is minus 210, but the mm-hmm. seven specifically, if you just want to bet it to be a seven-game series, plus 170 the price. If you like Denver in seven, plus 290, that is the favorite in that market, but Lakers in seven, six to one. Mm. So some interesting just prop ways that you could potentially bet this series. I'm curious as well about how the officiating might be. We know how good the Lakers have been at drawing fouls, mm-hmm. and that was a significant piece of why they were able to have success against Golden State. Right. Getting inside, drawing a foul, getting those extra um, extra points. Nuggets, however, don't foul a lot. Yeah, so I know. how is they that going to go? Right. Great, great point again. You know, Stormy, Denver, and again, my second home, it's like it's been such a flyover city. Yeah. Uh, right, and you wonder if the uh, if the association is going to give them respect, like, or is this all going to be about LeBron? You know, you got to have LeBron in the finals, L.A., Boston, right? Who's gonna, who's not going to want that, right? Uh, so there's some conspiracy out there a little bit. You can feel it. You can feel it. At least they do in Denver, uh, and so uh, y- you can rest assured that they're going to be chirping 
uh, if they feel like uh, it's getting slanted a little bit towards like the Lakers. Uh, last minute and a half here because we did talk about Doc Rivers and and his record in Game Sevens not being great. Pete DeBoer, meanwhile, the head Ooh. coach of the Dallas Stars last night, improves to seven and zero in Game Sevens in his head coaching career. The Stars eliminated the Kraken last night with a two one win. We finally got an under in the series we <laughs> thought was going to be an under series, but Jake Ottinger really leveled up his game. Yeah. And as a Vegas Golden Knights fan person that wants them to win, um. I am a little bit anxious about how this matchup is going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights against the Stars now that their goalie has found his stride. I know. How about that, too? And, and you know, I think the Knights have found their stride, too. I mean, considering the offensive onslaught they were facing yeah. each and every time against Edmonton. But uh, I got to ask you, you know, DeBoer going up against this team. I mean, I know it's one of his former teams, but... Uh, this is a unique situation as we see there, another rematch between the Stars and the Knights. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting from the standpoint that he knows the personnel right. as well as he does. But I'm excited for Pete because I don't think that he deserved to be fired mm -mm. from the Golden Knights in general. I mean, and to Bruce Cassidy's credit, I don't think he deserved to be fired from Boston right, either. Right. So happy for both of those head coaches to get to this point. It will be an exciting Western Conference final. Golden Knights minus 140 favorite, Stars plus 120. Oddly enough, I have more Stars futures money invested than I do my hometown team. So we'll see how that one plays out. Pretty similar numbers with the Panthers and Hurricanes as well in the Eastern Conference. Hurricanes minus 135 series favorite. The Panthers after beating both the Bruins and um, the Toronto Maple Leafs now an underdog yet again in their third series. We're going to step aside when we come back. We will turn our attention to a little NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year talk with some rookie minicamp headlines. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premium. 
premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Mike Pritchard in for Michael Lombardi today. I'm Stormy Tony. We're hanging out live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino, and it's time to get to our rookie corner i guess segment okay <laughs> i like today. it i like it just breaking down some of the headlines that we have coming out of these rookie mini camps and before we even get to that mike it seems very clear that this is again talking season right and that everybody is the greatest like mm-hmm. how much of this are we going to be getting here a lot <laughs> i mean i think people are looking for content one but you know there's some pleasant surprises out there because you think about rookie mini camp and uh it's all about installation uh, and so you're leaving college or you can go into the National Football League uh, and you're getting the playbook. Uh, and so if you're Bryce Young, you're grasping in the playbook. Oh, my God, we're amazing. How fast he's grasping in the playbook. He's so smart. He's supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. That's his job now, right? 24-7. He's supposed to grasp the playbook. Uh, Anthony Richardson, same kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, I think B. John Robinson and, you know, all these rookies, uh, they're going to impress. Uh, they were first-rounders. I mean, I think we'll see some guys that were drafted in, in the middle rounds too, kind of impress, you know, with athleticism or grasping the playbook again or natural ability on the field too. But they're going up against other rookies uh, and a lot of guys that are, you know, we call them walk-ons, but they're undrafted free agents. And, uh, you know, you're trying to get some work done, but more importantly, you're trying to install uh, all the things uh, offensively and defensively. And you certainly want uh, the rookies to have a fast start. Yeah, well, you mentioned Bryce Young, and he is somebody that's been spoken about glowingly so far to this point. Another quarterback, though, that's gotten some positive headlines has been Colts' new QB, Anthony Mm -hmm. Richardson. One of their beat writers observing practice this past week was really impressed specifically by his pocket awareness, that he's not nearly as raw as they anticipated (laughs) him being coming in. What does that say to you? Well, I don't know if he's seeing a zone blitz or any rotating corners or safeties and all that in rookie camp, but... Yeah, of course he's going to have poise in a pocket. I mean, it, it's it's a mini camp. <laughs> well, that's what I said. When we were in the commercial break, I was like, who are you playing? You're, just, you're playing other rookies. Yeah, nobody right yeah, now. Yeah, nobody's but. game. I mean, we talk about this with preseason. Nobody's game planning, right? But, no, Richardson is going to impress, and he's going to surprise a lot of people. His upside is tremendous. That's why he got drafted as high as he got drafted. Uh, I think the system is going to fit what he's accustomed to, too. Like, this isn't foreign, to Anthony Richardson, where he's going with the Colts and Shane Sykin. Uh, years ago, you know, you had offenses in college in which, okay, there was a learning curve. There was a steep learning curve from a quarterback from college to the National Football League. But now uh, they've implemented college playbooks into the National Football League. And so this is the, the exact fit for um, Anthony Richardson to have a fast start, in my opinion. So I, I'm not shocked by any of it. Uh, and, and, you know, as a better, do not be shocked by the headlines or certainly some articles that have come out. Nathan Richardson, potential value on that number at seven to one to be mm-hmm. the offensive rookie of the year. If he is able to start fast in that system, to your point. And I, I wonder, we often coming out of the draft, 
talk about, okay, who's going to be the guy that hits, right? right? Sometimes it's the number one guy. Sometimes it's not. I mean, right. oftentimes, quite frankly, it's not. And it's somebody else down the line. Could Anthony Richardson, because we talk about the potential boom or bust that right. he has probably more than any other prospect, that he could end up, I mean, being the best guy in this class maybe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at quarterbacks with all the hype. Bryce Young is still my favorite, though, even though you think he's too short. <laughs> I'm just I just it. hope he survives, Stormy. That's <laughs> all. I mean, uh, no, I mean, Anthony Richardson had all the hype, right? And think about all the quarterbacks that held all the hype. Um, Baker Mayfield had a ton of hype. Uh, he really hasn't. I mean, he had a great rookie year, though. I mean, certainly. But, um, but you know, where he's at right now has been different. So um, I, I think for Anthony Richardson, uh, boom or bust is, is in the cards for him. Um, but with this offense, I'm trying to think of how he's going to bust out because he can always run the football. Uh, we saw Jalen Hurts. Uh, do that uh, for two years and get to a Super Bowl. And then uh, eventually in year three, maybe year four, you turn into a pocket passer or a quarterback that can throw the ball consistently in the National Football League. Uh, but, yeah, he certainly has all the hype. And the number two, I, I think, is fair uh, when you look at Rookie of the Year uh, plus 700 for, for Anthony Richardson. The favorite, and I think rightfully so, Bijan Robinson mm -hmm. at three to one, new running back over there with the Atlanta Falcons, taken a lot earlier than most people thought maybe that any – running back would go typically in a draft, yeah. right? But he's not just your typical back. He is considered to be a weapon with everything that he can do, not only in the running game, but the pass game. And with that, uh, he was asked about how he feels that Arthur Smith has been using him so far at these at these camps. And he says he's been used everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, he really, really likes his usage to this point. The expectation is that he's going to have a very <laughs> heavy workload here in 2023, 24. Um when you think about the rushing yards props numbers we have here, 1,100 and a half yards, right. eight and a half touchdowns, that's a lot. Those are pretty high numbers. I like it, though. I think you can go over. Um, I, I think there's a emphasis on running backs uh, moving forward. Uh, a year ago, and we talked about this last year into the season of 2022, uh, over half the league inquired about the San Francisco running game and how Kyle Shanahan is – able to run the football so successfully against any look at the line of scrimmage. And, uh, and that's over half the league that inquired about that. So I know Arthur Smith, I know Atlanta, they want to do that. You know, think of uh, Bijan as a, as a Christian McCaffrey, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and think about how they're utilizing him and moving him and interchi interchanging parts too. Cordero Patterson can line up at running back or he can line up at wide receiver. Bijan Robinson can line up at running back or he can line up at wide receiver. And so that's where the league is going to. And, I think if you can catch a defense and a lighter personnel, like say there's a nickel or even a dime package on the field, uh, now you can move them back into the running back position and run the football. And so I think 1,100 yards is in play. We're going over uh, 1,100 and a half uh, rushing yards is in play for B. John Robinson. Yeah, and good protection for your young quarterback as well in, right. in Desmond Ritter to have that option. I think I almost like the rushing touchdowns maybe a little bit okay. more. But So what I want, here's what I want. I want all-purpose yards. I want yards from scrimmage. I want to see what Perfect. that number is. Right, right. And and I think, you know, if, if the books are thinking of Bijan like a Christian McCaffrey yeah. type, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get a great number, right? I mean, they're going to do their homework on that. So, But it's a great point. I mean, touchdowns, too, is an angle. Um, I, I, I think you look how Atlanta's built, too, uh, with Kyle Pitts, a tree. Uh, London, a tree. Uh, you know, all these tall options for Ritter to throw the ball to. And 
uh, if you spread out a defense that way, all of a sudden now you do have running lanes in the red zone. Mm -hmm. We got some positive news coming from Jackson Smith in Jigba, mm -hmm. Seahawks' new rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State, who, of course, was dealing with uh, a pretty significant hamstring injury that he missed most of last season with in college. But he said he feels great, feels 100%, quote, ready to go and right. happy to be out here competing and Seattle, a team that certainly feels that his future is bright and plans on giving him a pretty good workload as well. Stormy, he's good. He's yeah. really good. I mean, he's in a perfect spot too because you got DK and you got Lockett. Um, my rookie year, I had Andre Risen and Michael Haynes. Uh, so I was considered a slot receiver and a third option. Uh, I made all rookie. Uh, did not make uh, rookie of the year, but was in the running uh, at some point during the season though. So you're talking about a guy like this who from a rookie of the year standpoint, I think he'll be in a running for the majority of the season. Just because of the nature of how that offense is made up right now, they, they can run the football, uh, but they also have those other weapons out there to kind of uh, take the heat off uh, Smith and Jigba. So I think he's a, in a unique situation and maybe a surprising situation when it comes to rookie of the year too. You have a an eight to one is what his number mm -hmm. is, but you have such a unique guy having played the position at the highest level. Was he your favorite coming in this draft or who was? He was, he was. I mean, I, I think he's a more polished player. Uh, the guy who I think has the, the most upside uh, is Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Uh, yeah, Jalen Hyatt. And he's out there in New York now. Um, you know, Quentin Johnston um, is, is unique, too, because of his catch radius. But he's a body catcher, right? And, and I, I'll be, I hope he changes that. Uh, but in terms of polished guys and, and, you know, out of the box, ready to play with, no assembly, no batteries needed, <laughs> that was Smith and Jigba all the way. I love it. What do you yeah. think of the Falcons' schedule? You know, um, I, I like it. Uh, I think they can go worse to first because they won seven games last year, right? And you think about that division. Just win two more games, even three more games. I, I think you can go to first place in that division. But more importantly, the back end of their schedule is nothing but dome teams. Like, you know, Atlanta's not going to be in a foreign territory. I mean, it's not going to be foreign to Atlanta to play outside. And I know they have Chicago, right? But... Um, I'm looking at New Orleans down the stretch. I'm looking at Indy down the stretch. I'm looking at, you know, they got the Vikings and all this stuff, but uh, certainly in a dome at home too. So I, I think their schedule on, on the back end, you know, if Atlanta's not playing themselves out of it, uh, they got a great chance of winning that division this year. In a division with such low expectations, mm -hmm. right? That it, right. while it, the Saints, obviously with Derek Carr coming in, get the benefit of the doubt as being the presumed favorite in this spot. I think it really is up for grabs in a I, lot of ways. I do so. too. That offense is potent too. A lot of young players on that offense, but they're yeah. good. Be fun to see how things come together. We're going to, I mean, speaking of Ohio State college football, why not turn our attention to college football? Because we have season win totals out. And we're going to take a look at the Pac-12 when we come back. What does he think about his alma mater? How's Dion going to do? Can they get over three wins? Can they do it? This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. So much to bet on over the next 30 days, and for a limited time, you can become a subscriber to VSEN for just $9.99. That'll get you insight into daily baseball, best bets, NBA, NHL playoffs as well. Only VSEN Pro subscribers, though, get access 
to the daily recap that's made of all of our top plays from VEASAN show hosts and guests. You also get tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for each game, as well as a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Still to come here on the Lombardi line, good friend of the show, VEASAN contributor Will Hill. Get his opinion on some NFL futures as well as the NBA's Eastern and Western Conference final big game tonight with the Lakers and Nuggets going head-to-head. And Josh Applebaum, your former partner in crime, right. is going to join us as well. So. Yep, NBA draft lottery. I'm sure Josh might have something on that. Yes, right? Victor uh, Wembignana <laughs> Day, <laughs> right. as I said. Yeah, absolutely. Looking um, forward to all those guests, though. Yeah, it'll be great. For now, though, we're going to go to a little college football. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know that uh, Georgia, a favorite yet again, favored to three-peat, so that's fun. Highest win total of any team in the country at 11 and a half. Yet looking at their schedule could very well be another undefeated year. Who knows? Um, the over on that 11 and a half plus 130. And slowly over the course of the summer, we're going to work our way through, you know, each of these collegiate conferences, looking at different things. But we wanted to start with the Pac-12 because I know it's a league that's close to my heart, close to your heart mm-hmm. as a Colorado alum, right. us being West Coast folks. Yep. Um, but just right off the top, as you look at the league as a whole going into 2023, what intrigues you most? Well, uh, full disclosure, I'm on the... Um Pac-12 Alumni Football Council, too. So I'm involved in some meetings and stuff like that with Pac-12. But um, I, I think it's a more competitive league, uh, certainly. I, I think um, what we've tried to do with the Football Council, and, you know, you, you have some legendary players from the Pac-12 on this council, and uh, increase the footprint. Um, you know, uh, the SEC talks about what a great conference they are, and they are. Um, but it's not that deep of one, right? You know, the bottom half of that conference benefits because of the chatter. Uh, and so I, I think when you look at the Pac-12, there's, we're trying to change that a, a little bit, the chatter. Uh, and some players are transferring into this, to this conference, and uh, we'll see what happens with a TV deal, though. So, but from a, from a profile standpoint, the Pac-12 wants to boost the profile, and there's a lot of high-profile players in the Pac-12, and... I think it's going to be a competitive league. I mean, nine, nine conference games. Uh, a lot of teams don't want to do that. Uh, nine conference games. But they, they did away with um, uh, divisions in terms of, you know, it's open up to where everybody within the Pac-12 conference uh, has a chance to play for the championship. Uh, therefore, also, if you don't win a championship, you can move on to uh, a New Year's Day Bowl as well. So uh, it's beneficial. It's right there for a lot of teams for the taking. And good for the league right now, obviously, to still have USC and UCLA as a part of it. <laughs> right. um, USC, a team that obviously intrigues so many people coming off of the switch to get Lincoln Riley last year, bringing in Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. They more than doubled their win total from the season prior last year, went over their nine and a half posted win total with an 11 and one season um, in the regular season, lone loss to Utah whom they also fell to in the Pac-12, and they did make a Cotton Bowl appearance, uh, falling by one point to Tulane, and what a fun game that was. But USC, win total set at 9.5 again, was 10.5 yesterday, juice $2. So now the juice is a little bit lower, minus 175 at the 9.5. But general thoughts about the Trojans coming back this year. Loaded offensively, Stormy, we know that. I mean, Caleb Williams, uh, he will be the number one overall pick. Uh, the The only thing that comes to mind, though, uh, is, you know, in the Pac-12 championship game last year, he pulled his hamstring uh, against Utah. He was balling, too. 
Uh, and he just reminded everybody how His good he was. His injury saved my Utah to win the Pac-12 preseason ticket there that I thought go. was dead in the water. It, it The way he was playing, the way he was poised in the pocket, the way he was delivering the ball and how they were operating offensively, I mean, uh, it was spectacular. So, but like Smith and Jigba this year or last year, you know, he gets hurt and, okay, do you shut it down? You know, there's always that caveat, I think, out there for a guy like this. You know, if he has any type of injury, does he shut it down because uh, of what's in front of him? Like, we already have players not going to bowl games because I don't want to risk anything mm-hmm. in, a, in a meaningless game. But um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think SC's loaded enough defensively to, to chase the championship. Uh, offensively, though, they have a ton of firepower. But that schedule, uh, a more competitive uh, Pac-12 and then non-con um, situation too with SC two. I mean, I, I think that just gets uh, a little difficult in terms of thinking of the Trojans as a playoff caliber team. They are the shortest shot for a national championship at fourteen to one. I mean, this league in general. So, does the Pac twelve get a team in the playoff? That's a big question because well, you know how they eat each other up. Right, right, and that's the thing. Nine, nine conference games, and you know, and some difficult ones. I mean, Utah is not going to be a, a, a cupcake. It never is. Uh, Washington. Yeah, it's like death taxes and Utah season win total overs has been a very good bet. Their win total, yeah. by the way, set at eight and a half. But. Well, and so you got to navigate the nine conference games, and then you got to navigate and win the Pac twelve championship, which should propel you into that situation. Um, but there, there's just some some obstacles, some hurdles out there, I believe. I mean, defensively for one, offensive line two, and then Caleb, you know, the amount of money that he's going to make, mm. or he already has, it, it's like, and I've said this before, so I mean, it's like you have the, you have the Powerball. You have it in your hand. You, you, you're going to win. All you got to do is walk up on stage and, and cash it in. Uh, and he has that. But if he gets hurt or something like that, you wonder if that interrupts those things. So uh, to me, that, that's, a, that's a wild card out there uh, to, to keep uh, aware of. Yeah, he's a $5 favorite to be the number one draft pick next year anyways. <laughs> um, as you look at the league, though, USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, Utah, Oregon State, all with win totals over 8.5. Right. Um, high expectations for a lot of programs in the league. Who is the best opportunity outside of USC to knock Utah off of their Pac-12 title run? Oh, um, I mean, Oregon State, don't sleep on them. Uh, they're hidden, too, yes. right? Uh, I, I think, you know, I, I'm not going to be crazy and get nuts and say Colorado. I'm not going to do that, although I think Colorado is going to surprise me, people. Trust me, I'm bringing up Colorado next. <laughs> okay, I, I think they're going to surprise people. I mean, Oregon's always there. Washington uh, with Penix uh, Jr. is good, too, so... Washington is sleepy good because in the state of Washington, in particular in Seattle, high school football is outstanding. It's kind of like Utah. People don't understand that the state of Utah, they have premium high school football, uh, and along with some athletes that you can get from other places. But, uh, and then they're well coached too. So I'm looking at you know, Washington in, in a coaching situation. I think Oregon State's hidden. Um, but in the Utah, I mean, obviously. But, I mean, SC will be there. I, I just wonder – Again, the defense, does it show up or, or can it show up? Do they have a good defense? Uh, and then also uh, the wild card being Caleb Williams, too. Well, and yeah, that's the thing with Washington. Their defense needs improvement because you don't want to have to win every game in a shootout. Right. Their offense last year averaging around 39 points per game and could be even better this season. But yeah, Washington year two with Kalen DeBoer. Mm-hmm. Oregon year two 
with um, with Dan Lanning. Right. But let's go to your alma mater. Uh, okay, let's Lots go. of hype <laughs> around a team that won a single game uh-huh. a year ago, um, bringing in Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. We saw the fanfare, of course, at the spring game. Nice to see rejuvenation from the fan base. But still, an uphill battle. Uh, re- <laughs> what They retain like 13 scholarship That's players it. or something <laughs> like That's that. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he kicked a lot of people off that team. I mean, uh, <laughs> but one of the Bet Nation's top transfer yeah. classes that came in because of the people he got. But. And, and to me, that's where I think book bookmakers are behind uh, the eight ball here because you know we saw last year SC benefit from the transfer portal, but you know there was some continuity because he had Caleb and Lincoln, and uh, you know you're getting all these all stars going uh, to the program. I'm here to tell you, uh, for coaches, for a coaching staff. When you can land four-star and five-star recruits, your job is easier. CU, for the longest, did not land four-star and five-star. Every once in a while, the program would get a guy like that, but then they would transfer out, right? Um, what Coach Prime has done is he's brought in a collection of four- and five-star guys. And, um, you know, he kind of ran off those guys that really weren't going to be able to see the field. Um, now, I, I think from a perception standpoint, it's negative. But I, there's upside there. I, I, I think the amount of coaches that they have and, and the type of coaches that they have, they, they want to roll up their sleeves, Stormy. They want to get uh, and work with these guys. Dion will, will demand that too. So um, I think it's better than three and a half. I think it's better than four games. I think it's right on, on four games. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm optimistic about a bowl opportunity because college football is about upsets too, right? Uh, and that's what makes – that's what separates college football uh, is that a game at home looking at you, Nebraska, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people don't, don't think, okay, maybe you're not going to be competitive or, or, or a situation like that. And all of a sudden you have that upset and you storm the field and you tear down the, the goalposts. Right. So I, I think that's in the cards a little bit uh, down the line for, for CU, if we can stay healthy. And that's what you need to go over that win total of three is at least right. one of those upsets that somebody's not going to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like the over three at that plus price, plus 115, because, I mean, I feel like they'll get at least three. I feel like they'll get three. Yeah. And then that's going to be a push, but you get the plus money on the over. So right. that's the way that I would play it, at least for now. They are a 20 and a half point underdog at TCU week one. Crazy to think about. We'll we'll see what Shador can do in his first start as a CU. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, laces up with a playoff parlay insurance offer. Place a one-game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to $25 even if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the playoffs. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get back up to $25 if on a bonus bet if one leg of your one-game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and older only. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Alongside Mike Pritchard today, I'm Stormy Bonantoni, and we welcome into the show Will Hill, VEASAN contributor at not the Will Hill on Twitter, helping us break down everything in the NBA. And we got some NFL futures I see as well. But Will, what was your boy Aaron Judge looking at yesterday? Everybody's talking about it. It was a little strange. My guess is the catcher was tipping the pitches, somehow giving away the pitches, and the first base coach was picking it up, and he was looking at the first baseman, the first base coach to get a feel for uh, you know what pitch was coming. He gave the explanation after the game, and you can never, I mean, Stormy, you interview athletes, you can never really take what these athletes say in interviews at face value, especially when it's something like that. If you're gaining an advantage, you're not going to just say, hey, I was gaining an advantage. Um, so he he said that he was rep- he was looking at his teammates because it, it, the score was six nothing and he you know he didn't think it was right that his teammates were kind of chirping up six nothing I don't really buy that but hey if it, it's part of baseball if you're giving away your signs it's perfectly legal to steal them uh, it's no different than like you know playing playing cards if you're using a device to detect the cards that's that's a felony but if you're just you know if the dealer's sort of showing the cards giving the hand away that's uh that's on them so. Uh, interesting scenario. It was definitely strange, though. You, you don't see a batter like that peeking away before the pitch is coming. He was definitely looking at something. I mean, come on. I mean, I, he I hear said what he you're saying. He was distracted. Yeah, but baseball players are the most sensitive athletes, period. Like, I mean, really, you worried about tipping signs or, or people stealing signs. Well, why is the catcher covering up the sign in the first place, right? I mean, come on. I mean, this is going to happen. It's gamesmanship. But then on top of that, uh, you're talking about the home run king, too. I mean, this guy's launching the ball. And then if you're going to hang uh, a breaking pitch over the middle of the plate, of course he's going to hit it out, right? I mean, I don't think it was so much stealing signs as a, po- or as a, as a, uh, as a, a point of emphasis in terms of where that pitch location was uh, when he knocked that ball out the park. Yeah, and it's interesting because usually as the batter, if, if the pitcher has a tail in any way, the, the, the hitter has the best angle of anyone. You're staring right at him like nobody yeah. else has a better angle. So something was definitely going on. I, I mean, I know he's the home run king and the guy threw six <laughs> sliders in a row. But, hey, if you think you can have an advantage, uh, you're going to take the advantage. Yeah. And it's on the team to protect their signs. I remember Belichick was talking about this when they played the Ravens in a game like 20 years ago. There was an offensive line where if he, li- if he lined up with his hand one way, they knew it was a run. Mm-hmm. If he lined up with his hand another way, they knew it was a pass. 
And before the game, they found out, like right before 90 minutes before, they found out he was inactive. And he said it broke their heart. So guys look for stuff. If you, yeah. can, if you can find an advantage, you, you look for one. Yeah. If it didn't go yard, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> but uh, here with VEASAN's own Will Hill, at NotTheWillHill on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. Does a great job tweeting through a lot of these games, which I'm sure you'll be posting hot and heavy tonight in game one of the Western Conference Finals, the NBA. The Lakers getting six and a half tonight in Denver at Ball Arena. And it's an interesting situation here where the Lakers, we know, have taken game one. This upset as a road dog in each of the previous two series this postseason. But the Nuggets have been perfect at home in five and one against the spread. How are you looking to play tonight? Yep, you hit on it. And it's interesting. They've taken both game game ones. They've got they've not only lost the other four games on the road, they've gotten blown out in the game twos, the game fives. So I don't I'm not a huge trend guy, but I do think this is not uh, an accident here where there's a reason they, they have an MO and that is steal game one on the road and then they can dictate the series. They can sort of coax from there. They can punt on game two. They can punt on game five if they're up three games to one. They can pace themselves. So I think with rest under their belt, that's another thing with these game ones. They have a little more rest under the belt. I think with the three days off, I think they're going to go really hard for this game. I'm surprised this is going up to six and a half. I think they'll be right in this game. Uh, I like the Lakers plus the points as much. I think this is a long series. I'd probably lean towards Denver winning it. And, uh, you know, you could lay Denver minus 160 to win the series. But I, I think the, the last price I saw, you can bet Western Conference Finals MVP. If you like Denver, just take Jokic minus 130 because Denver is not winning the series without Jokic winning this award. I guess you could say Murray could have a few, whatever, 50-point games. But Jokic minus 130 to win Western Conference Finals MVP is the better bet than Nuggets in the series. But uh, I think I think LA will be right in this series. It, there's some fascinating sort of uh, you know X's and O's matchups with, with Davis and Jokic. You go back to the bubble, they're, they're not the same teams. Uh, but you can't really look at this year either because these teams essentially have not played each other. They played twice in October, they played in December, and they played in January. So they have not played since the Lakers dealt Westbrook and got all these other guys. And the, and the game in January, LeBron and Davis were both out. So these teams have essentially not played each other. But uh, I'll take the six, six and a half here. I'm surprised this line's going up. Yeah, well, there's no data point from the regular season to bring into this matchup. I mean, uh, the Lakers are completely different from the beginning of the year. Obviously, like you mentioned, the trade deadline is so fortunate for the Lakers. But I, I want to get to player props because uh, the theme of the playoffs so far in the association has been uh, the superstars canceling each other out, right? You know, Jokic can go for 50. We know that. Uh, but so can LeBron. I mean, AD. I mean, where would you go for player props uh, and this knowing uh, potential matchups, potential rotations that we might see in this, uh, in this series? Yeah, I mean, I think it's smart to – sort of sync up your handicap of the game with uh, your player props. Like I, I said in game five, w when it was 3-1 Lakers, I said play under on the Lakers because I think the Warriors will win big and I think the, the Lakers will pull the plug on their guys. It, I mean, the, the bet ended up winning, but it, it, the Lakers sort of ended up, uh, you know, left their guys in longer than I expected. But uh, if I like the Lakers tonight, I think Davis has a big game. And I think uh, at 22 and a half points, I don't like to play a lot of overs. I think if you just blindly play the unders on these superstars, you do very well. I think close to 60% just because people like to bet overs, root for overs, that kind of thing. But I think this is a good matchup for Davis. As great as Jokic is offensively, and I really think we all see now he probably should have won the MVP for the third time in a row. Uh, he does have some issues defensively. You can expose him in pick and roll. Davis will have an edge in athleticism. Davis will be rested here. So to me, Davis getting to 23 points is very doable. I like Davis over 22 and a half points. Uh, and Jokic, you get this at plus 165 at DraftKings, over one and a half threes. I think you can't let Ray, let Davis rest on defense. You have to pull him away from the basket, make him participate in the actions, put him in pick and roll, 
don't just let him stand in there and, and swat everything, you know, like he, he's got a fly swatter in the paint like he did sometimes against Golden State. Make him come out on the perimeter. So I think Jokic, there will be an emphasis on him to shoot threes. I could see him getting, you know, five or six attempts up. Uh, so plus 165 on over one and a half, I think is a good bet. Real quick follow up on Jokic because I, I saw one of those DK specials that Jokic have a triple double this series was plus 130. He had back to back triple doubles to close out Phoenix. I want to say five of them totaled this postseason. But getting deed up by Anthony Davis is a little bit of a different animal. Do you think that he can get one this set? That boy, that that looks like a. Uh, I wonder if there's a, uh, a maximum bet because that looks like a really good bet. Right? It's almost mm-hmm. even money to get these triple doubles. Seems like he gets one every night. He's like a fifty. He's like a <laughs> coin flip to get one every single night. And yeah, Davis will give him a hard time, but he's still got to get his ten points. Uh, I mean, I, I guess he'll get uh, some fewer rebounds with Davis there, but uh, I mean, plus 130, that certainly seems like a bet. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that bet, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the matchups because uh, if the Lakers double uh, the Joker, then he can dish it. I mean, he's he's so yep. good. He's a point center. Uh, it, will they switch up too? I mean, I, I'm anticipating LeBron uh, at some point kind of reserving Anthony Davis because he is an old guy on the floor sometimes, Will. I mean, Anthony Davis is painful to watch him play out there at times. 30 going on 40, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, J- Jeff Van Gundy uh, made the point, to your point, Pritch, about doubling Joker, uh, Jokic. Uh, Van Gundy coached with Popovich. I think it was on the USA basketball team, one of the Olympic teams. And he he said Popovich had a rule about Jokic, and you're going to double team him. You have to double him from a blind spot. Yeah. You can't double him where he can see it because he will absolutely pick you apart. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Last minute here, favorite futures bet that you've seen on the board um, since the schedule came out? I still think the Bengals at plus money to win their division is a good bet. I don't think Pittsburgh, I think they have a high floor, but I don't think they have the ceiling to get there with the quarterback. I, look, there's no bigger Lamar fan than me, but his receivers, his ability to stay on the field for 17 games, that's an issue. Uh, Cleveland, their defense has had issues. Watson hasn't played well since really 2019, 2020. So Bengals to me are a top two or three team in the league. They're right there with Philly, right behind Kansas City. So I think the Bengals at plus money to win that division is a good bet. And, uh, you know, I would probably say, I, I think Minnesota at three to one is a good bet to win that division. To me, I, I don't think Chicago can get from one win to the nine or 10 plus wins you're going to need to win that division. Probably that's a huge jump. I don't count Green Bay as a factor with love. Uh, so to me, it's a coin flip between the Vikings and Lions. I, I I guess you give a slight edge to the Lions, but at three to one, a little more than three to one, uh, give me the Vikings. I'm sure there'll be some regression, but that's still a good team, a good offense. Flores will fix their defense. So I like the Vikings at over three to one to uh, to win the North there. You're awesome, buddy. Good luck with your bets today. Appreciate you. See ya. Thanks for having me. All right. The one and only Will Hill. Um, and to his point, I mean, you're getting a better number on the Vikings to win the division than you would on their season win total, but. Mm-hmm. Their win total eight and a half. I do lean over on that. I know you're giving me the smirk like you no, don't. No, but. I agree with it because Mike Clay from ESPN has uh, the Minnesota Vikings with the best pass rush in terms of depth uh, in an entire National Football League. Yeah, I think a, a five-game drop-off from last year yeah. just seems too much to me. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 